she's you know starting to put it in and she goes oh i go yeah that you know that's never something you want to hear <laughs> when you put a needle ooh. She's like, ooh. and i'm like what what is what does that mean i'm not guys i'm not joking you she said she said, i don't even feel comfortable saying this but she goes oh you, you're a squirter I go, excuse me. I go Wait, so where the hell am I? Is this a side effect? Did you do it five minutes ago when I'm tripping? All right, welcome to episode... 34? 34? Sure. Oh, I said 34. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, season 2 of Brews and Bruins. I'm Chris. I'm here with Drew. Obviously, Cam's not here because why would he be? But we do have our wonderful friend and sometimes boss, Nick Godin from uh, <laughs> Bruins Diehards. I will never be, I will never be a boss. I will never, no, never call me boss. I'd hate that, but no, <laughs> things are good. I think for those who are watching, you know, the, the YouTube side of things, if you're listening, we're happy you're listening. If you're watching the YouTube side of things, clearly I don't want you to follow me on Twitter. I apologize. I didn't know I was supposed to put my at in my name here, but um, I'm, a, I'm a rookie. So you guys got to show me the ropes here. It's good to see you. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. All right. So this is, Bruins and Bruins, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and sponsored by DraftKings. Drew. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are sponsored by DraftKings. You so, are correct. So. DraftKings sponsor info. It is between the 29th and April 4th, so we'll click on a document here. Oops, let's make sure we get the daily fantasy one. For reading the sports book, one would be illegal. All right. <laughs> All right, I got it. <laughs> Make sure we're sending over DraftKings the like timestamps of our. Oh, yeah. Uh, leave that part in. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Grab your peanuts and cracker jacks because the sport of baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Is. It would have been today, but not the Red Sox. Rest in peace. Last (laughs) year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you, yes, you, on the field with a free shot for a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players and feel the sweat while also staying under the salary cap. Uh, and you can pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test and, and feel the sweat than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is also offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this Hell weekend's yes. tournament. Fun millions fact, of the, dollars. The first money I ever won on DraftKings was through uh, DraftKings Fantasy Golf. Oh, how much did you win? Or it should not be disclosed. I think it was like... 40, 50 bucks, something like that. Oh, shit. And that's, that's a share good. of the millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. <laughs> electric. This is this this shit is electric right now. I mean, this is phenomenal. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN. 
to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for all the details. Yeah. Wow. Nice, man. Impressive. Good job. This is what happens when they give me the ad read. They're just getting better and better, Drew. Dude, pretty pretty soon, pretty soon you're gonna be doing the side effects for like anxiety pills (laughs) and stuff on on the commercials and stuff, you know. (laughs) Oh, incredible stuff. All right. So as we're recording, uh the Bruins are playing the Penguins. Usually we don't record while the Bruins are playing, but to be honest, like I didn't even know they were playing tonight, so you know, and we and we gotta record at some point because we gotta release an episode on Friday and uh, it is Thursday. Uh, let's look up the score. Still, still one, still nothing. one nothing Pittsburgh. Nice. Um, ha- halfway through the game. Um, Nick, what you been up to, man? Oh, oh yeah. Let's, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. That's pause a long story. That. So let's stop on that. Yeah. Let's let's well, back pause up. Pause on that. <laughs> I always forget. We got to do beers. Nick, I assume you're not drinking during this because. <laughs> So boring, dude. This is the oldest. Like I am ninety-five years old with what I'm drinking right now. Should I? Should I start? No reason to. Okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> it's it's mint tea. I'll put it out there. It's just mint tea. So why don't you skip me? Go for it, boys. Drew, you're up. All right. So I also have to like chug a good portion of this, right? Yeah. Well, so and you did. Happy birthday to Mallory. Uh, yes. Happy birthday. On on the day we're recording, Thursday, uh, April 1st, it is Mallory's birthday. Uh, we're having her on a week from today. Um, so, yeah. She gave a good excuse for why she couldn't record tonight. And, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I have to chug a beer, right? Because that was sure. the deal at one point. Okay, so this is an IPA, I believe. Yeah, it's a double IPA, so I wow. picked the wrong one. I, I looked at my <laughs> fridge, I was like, okay, one of these is a double, one of these is a single. So I accidentally picked the double when I meant to pick the single. I'm not going to chug all of this. I can't. Soft. Can't. Yeah, but you try it, motherfucker. <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking my tea, I'm calling you soft right now. <laughs> Uh, it is a Ninja versus Unicorn double IPA from Pipeworks Brewing Company in a place that probably has a lot of pipes or something. I don't know. Where was it from? And... Sure. Pittsburgh. Yeah, let's go with it's from Pittsburgh. Sure. Um, <laughs> I had this on the podcast before, so sift through every single one of our episodes and find it and tell me where it's from. Lancy. Uh, yeah. I'm just going yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, to give it a big old chug. And I'll see how long I can do it for. Count it down. Three, two, one, go. We can even hear it. Yeah, this is going to be really good. Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was me. That was very I mean, double IPA, eight percent. Yeah, that, that was almost as good as my uh, my cupcake attempt. I got at least uh, a third of it down with that. Yeah, the, pretty pretty much the same vibe as my cupcake attempt too. Because uh, my my roommate Lexi bought the cupcake and came back with like a double fudge brownie cupcake. And it's, I was expecting like you know a normal size cupcake with a normal density. And instead, I had like the heaviest, densest cupcake ever, and uh, really struggled with that. Tried getting that down in one bite, and it didn't work. Uh, so, cookies and whipped cream. 
Yeah, so Drew, I, I commend your attention. My chug for Mallory's birthday was uh, about 10 minutes ago, and I uh, I posted it on Twitter. So go check that out. What's um, your at? <laughs> right well, there's there. many people who are just listening. <laughs> <laughs> at Hockey Gear, G-E-R-E. There you go. Uh, all right, Nick, how are you doing? It's been a while. Dude, it's been – I don't even know what I've been doing. It's been so much. Everything's happening right now. Everything. Um, busy. I feel like the busiest guy in the world, uh, but things are good. I can't complain. Started a new job, um, so I got a new job, uh, which is it, – it's crazy that I was in, I was offered this job. I still can't even believe it. Um, and I just noticed that the Penguins scored again, so now it's 2 nothing. so I hate to hey, see that. But good, good, um, good for us recording during it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now I'm depressed, but – uh, but yeah, no, other than that, I've just been keeping up. Oh, I had surgery. Uh, so I had a pretty intense surgical procedure. So I've just been out of it, man. I, but I've been working through it all. So busy, busy for Dude, sure. Dude, I know, I know exactly how you feel. I just had my COVID shot today. So I'm also hurting. <laughs> <laughs> to which, okay. Well, I don't know if you can say which one you got, but I got mine too. I got the Pfizer one and my arm felt like, dude, it was like heavy as shit after. It was like, I was walking with one arm lower than the other. It was crazy. Pfizer gang. Yeah. All right. Yep. So my, my beer that I'm drinking, I got a Hop'em Sock'em by Duckfoot, which is a, a brewery I've featured on here before, but not this beer. It's a West Coast IPA, Simcoe Dry Hopped, a citrusy Ooh. contender. Um, it's a six and a half percent, which is, you know, kind of low for a West Coast IPA. I kind of like that. So I've had this beer before. Um, Long story longer, uh, the the real fans know uh, that I had to drop out of last episode in the middle because uh, an electrician came to, you know, fix the power in our bathrooms. Uh, for some reason, both bathrooms had no power. And uh, boy, did he do a great job of fixing it for one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to uh showering by well, candlelight you just, you just like slap that stuff like you see on like commercials uh what, what's like the meme where he puts oh, the yeah. thing over Adhesive. those like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man uh so also a casualty of that power issue is my mini fridge which has all my beer in it and this was the first time i opened it since it had been fixed so it's like it's still a little cold it's not warm but i honestly appreciate the beer a little more for the flavors when it's not ice cold so on a normal day i might have given it a low score for taste but you can taste it i'm giving it a like a 26 for taste uh, I, I didn't give mine ratings but it was a zero for chuckability <laughs> <laughs> and for drinkability i mean with a west coast ipa it's never going to be high drinkability because they're all just punchy in the mouth with hops. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like eight. Nice, Cam Neely. Good number. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I think the most important things on our minds. Uh, we talked about it with Lauren last week. Obviously, Boston Pride winning the Isabel Cup. That's huge. I mean, just putting more banners up in Logan Airport. Always love that. Uh, I mean, it's been, we, we've been blessed as Boston fans to have many championships, but it's, uh, 
it's been a few years. Uh, what Red Sox in 2018 was the last one. Um, yeah. And feels feels nice to get one uh, under our belts again. Nick, how are you feeling about that? Feeling good. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was just last night. Um, because I'm, I'm teaching my girlfriend. She's actually not from, you know, this country. So she's from South Africa. It's much more of a rugby country. So she's learning about hockey. I was showing her all these hockey videos of, like, them punching each other in the face. She's like, how the hell is that even legal? I'm like, you got a lot to learn here. So I was telling <laughs> her why everybody hates Boston. Because she just she's in New York, right? She's like, well, everybody here in New York doesn't like Boston. I'm like, well, it's because we win so damn much. What do you mean you win so much? So I'm going through the championships. I'm like, honestly, more often than not, there's a Boston team in the championships. Uh, you know, out of one of the four, there's at least one. And now we're looking at the National Women's Hockey League, and you've got the Boston Pride. Who, you know, I'm not looking at Jinx it. I've got wood right here. I'm gonna knock on it right now. But they don't look <laughs> like they'd lose anytime soon. So, um, no, I'm. I look. I'm pumped for that. And it honestly couldn't have happened to any better people. I mean, every single player on that roster, they're incredible athletes. Uh, and then you got the leadership from, you know, your coaches, assistant coaches, Paul Maher, Carolyn Pilch. Uh, I mean, gosh, you know, it, the, the writing was on the wall. They were going to win for sure. And, and you know, they, they should have won it last year. Uh, they are claimed to be back-to-back. They should have won it in a game last year. And, they you know, they, I don't know. They, you know, it was a long time coming for them. So I'm proud of them. Yeah, I mean, that's – kind of perfect that it was those two teams meeting because those, it was those two teams mm-hmm. that were kind of claiming the, uh, yeah. the 2019 championship when they didn't get to play against each other. It would have been them playing against each other. Uh, and nice, I, I mean, not as tight as it was on the scoreboard. Definitely a, a pretty solid victory over the Whitecaps. You know, I mean, gave us some tense moments at the end with like 19.4 seconds left with, yeah. the, you know, six on four. But uh I don't know, but pretty fun. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, kind of just echoing Nick's thoughts, just like really exciting to see that. Um, and yeah, no, that 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 ending gave me a little bit of anxiety for sure. I was like, oh no, no, this is how it goes. You give up a goal with 19 seconds left, and then you give one up with eight, and yeah. it's going to go downhill from here. Like, Only if you're Toronto. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I was like, wait, what if the pride become the Toronto of the WHL? Well, see, that would have been a worry if the Toronto Six weren't a uh, That's true, a yeah. member of the NWHL. There you um, go. Yeah, so we're, we're excited to, as a podcast, I mean, it's good to have you on for this, Nick, because I, I think – you and are better than cam yeah first of all oh boy uh, let's <laughs> i don't, don't want to answer for let's that let's just start yeah. there <laughs> it's no, very I, easy the bar's low <laughs> you, you you and everybody at bruins diehards uh and obviously pride diehards have a really great relationship with the pride and uh, i think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna strong arm you and try and leverage that into some uh some more content and uh i mean obviously we're having mallory on again but you know hoping to branch out and get some more people on yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, would I like to get you guys Paul Mar? Of course I would, but he is so in love with me. And so I'm concerned about what he'd say when he comes on this podcast. Paul, if you're listening right now, my friend, if you come on this show and you feel it necessary to chirp the wheels off of me, I'm just going to come back and I'm going to roast him down to the ground. I know you just won a championship, but I want you to you know, feel good about that. So if you're going to come on the show, I give it a few months after you win this championship. Enjoy it now, and then we can talk on here. No, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm proud of Paul. But no, for sure, they would definitely come on. We've, we've even had those conversations. So um, I think we'll, I think there will definitely be more pride coverage on this show. Awesome. 
Hell yeah. That's what we're looking forward to. You're, uh, uh, Chris's dog's uh, happy right now about that. That's yeah, my he's... neighbor's. That's my neighbor's dog. That's oh uh, really? Yeah, super annoying. But yeah, my dogs are being nice and quiet. <laughs> All three of them being very quiet. My neighbor's dog. That, that's decided. surprising with another dog barking. You would think that would you yeah. know, trigger them into. I mean, they, they're used to it. I think. Um, like it's they... pissing me off. Like, and you've got two <laughs> dogs over there that are totally calm. That's incredible. It's <laughs> my dog bark. I didn't want to go all out into the mic and, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah that dog is occasionally the bane of my existence. That dog has dug holes underneath the fence between our apartments and just come into our backyard before. Nice. Uh, and it's I like love a, that. <laughs> I don't know, it's like a really, like a, it's a medium-sized dog in terms of like height and length, but it's like a very skinny, live dog. And it's impossible to catch. So, literally, I think it was—I think it was like the babysitter next door had to hop the fence and grab the dog and like bring him back over. Just a, a nightmare of a dog with the most annoying bark, and it—it's—it's it's pretty good at not barking while I'm sleeping. But you know, some—it'll be like the Saturday after just. You know, a real fun night, and it'll be like seven in the morning, and that dog starts barking. I'm like, that's the last thing I want. I I really hope that somebody is listening to this uh, episode, like in the car, and they have their dog in the car, and they hear the barking, and their dog starts barking at nothing. I want I want to know if that happens to someone. Legit lawsuits for sure. Oh man, yeah. So I mean, the other important thing is uh, the Bruins finally beat the fucking devils uh it was about goddamn time are you even are you even proud like can you be proud of that or is it just kind of like all right we got that one win behind us and we can move on a little bit but i'm not even like comfortable with it you know yeah it's It's, more like the hockey gods cut us a break (laughs) it's it's like as soon as that happened the sabers uh were able to finally win the game i think it's like, this is the end of all I, weird things happening in hockey. Right? I, I would have taken another Bruins loss if it meant the Sabres would also lose one <laughs> yeah. more game. Well, that, that's fine. All we yeah. need is fourth place to get into the playoffs. So, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I don't want fourth fourth place if, oh, the, no. Island, if the Islanders are in first. Mm, no. Because that's, that's another that's another team that we have to figure out at some point. Do, do you guys know if for playoffs are they gonna be traveling or doing a bubble again? Like will they go between if that were a series go between New York and Boston? Or I don't know if they've announced anything on that. Do we actually know like what the vaccination levels of the league are? I don't know. I remember the NHL at one point said they were going to purchase their own batch, but I didn't yeah. hear anything. And, and then there was a lot of backlash, like, hey, maybe we should vaccinate old people first. And they were yeah. like, no, nah, that's not what we meant. <laughs> and then I never heard of <laughs> So I'm looking into it right now to look at the alignment. Um, oh, wow. So- Already way better than Cam. Let's uh-huh. see here. Well, well, hold on. I spoke too soon because I don't even know if I got it <laughs> up yet. This. Let me tell you something. I asked Google, what is the 2021 playoff alignment? And it's giving me three pages worth of content here. Give, I just want to know like what the changes are. We don't have to get like this is an essay. It's 
So my, <laughs> Somebody start talking so I can find it now. Figure, figure so it my understanding is that it's in each division, you got the 1-4 game and you have the 2-3 game, or the matchup, I guess. And then you have one champion out of each division, and I'm not sure how it works once you have the, the Canada one. Like, I'm not sure who plays Canada and, and whatnot, but. Oh, Canada's West, because there's a lot of East. Uh, actually, I think the Central's mostly West Coast. So so it's West either Coast. no one knows or they've already figured out that Canada's West because people keep saying shit like the Bruins could play the Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. yeah. So. They were saying that, though, early on. They were saying that. I saw a lot of people tweet that out, that the Bruins and the Canadians, the Bruins and the Leafs could play in the Stanley Cup final. And, I'd love um, that. That would be, that would be unreal. You know what, though? So uh, Okay, so I'm, I'm on – let me think through this. That would be awesome from the perspective of watching. Like, it means so much more. Probably reignite that Bruins-Canadians rivalry again because let's be, let's be real. That hasn't been that relevant since what? Like – 2012 might have been kind of like that last year. I think that was the last time they played in the playoffs, too. That right? reminds me of something oh. I want to talk about, but keep oh, 14, going on but, this. I'll, I'll circle yeah, back. Point, point being, like, is is possibly losing to the Leafs or the Canadians in a Stanley Cup final worth making it to the Stanley Cup final and playing them? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I question that. It would be amazing <laughs> to beat them in the Stanley Cup final, but if you lose to them in such a meaningful game, that almost is like shit. I just wish we could go back to the normal stuff where we lose in the conference final. <laughs> we've definitely talked about it on this podcast, but the the overconfidence, the hubris of Bruins fans playing against Toronto in the playoffs when like it's a bunch of seven game series that took place like several years apart. And came came down to like the very last minute. Uh, when, where, yeah, the Bruins fucking dominate Toronto in the playoffs. It's like, do they know? It's, it's <laughs> so three times in a row. It's so easy though. I mean, it's so easy to like. If there's any fan base that deserves it, it's Toronto. Like, I'm not over here trying to chirp all of them, but is there any more fan you base are. That, is, that is here? And I will, and I'll dig in here. Let's dig deep. Is there <laughs> is there any fan base that is so damn like, oh, this team is going to win the cup every friggin' year? And it's like, no, guys, you actually missed the playoffs last year. What are you talking about? You're going to win the cup this year. Like, they're not even close. <laughs> and every year they're like, oh, we just signed John Tavares. No, they, they constantly Joe think they're the, Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> this is oh, our secret weapon. They're brutal. They're brutal. The, that fan base can be brutal. And uh, oh, look, trust me, Bruins fans can be too uh, at times, right? Every fan oh, base can be. But yeah, uh, I think Bruins are one of the more toxic fan bases. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we've cordoned off like our our own segment of Bruins fandom. <laughs> not to be totally exclusive of a segment of Bruins fans, but it's tough to tolerate that. Like, Tuka, Tuka Rask sucks. Get rid of him. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to ask. And honestly, if, if this is going to cause you guys to lose viewers, don't even answer this question. But what is the We've most – What <laughs> is the number one most annoying thing Bruins fans do to you? Like from um, your perspective, what's the number one thing you're like? All right, this is the top of my list that my, that the fan base that I love and that I'm part of just drives me crazy with. Excluding like the racism and sexism, yeah, because yeah, 
Kaylee and I were talking about that today. You know, you're going to find that in every fan base. And if you're if you're a fan from a fan base that says that your your fan base isn't racist, you're you're just part of the problem, right? Yeah. Every fan base, every territory, every country, every town has somebody who's racist in it, right? And it's your job to listen for it. And it's your job to stand up to it when it happens. So exactly. So I, I think I, I did want to. Uh, talk about that conversation. I saw you guys do that and I didn't want to like respond to it because I thought that was a good discourse and I didn't want to like jump in. But um, the, the two, there are two like polar sides of it that are really annoying about it. And there's the, the one side that's like, okay, how are you going to judge an entire fan base by like a couple of bad scenes? Like, we're not racist. And then there's the other side that's, I mean, it's not like too sides that are fighting against each other, but it's two sides of the same coin Coin. where you you have another side that's like, okay, well, here's the thing. You can't... All right, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Dog. (laughs) Damn dog. That is the dog, isn't it? It's it's not it's not helping. There's one, sound, the the other side like of the coin is. <laughs> okay, so the, the other side of the coin is people who like really like fight back against it and are are like, this is an attack on on our fan base and like what, not all Yankees fans are racists and uh, and that's like you. Have to like what you said, Nick. Is that you have to recognize that it exists and fight against it, rather than be the person who's super defensive about someone calling your fan base racist. Yeah, and not to so okay. While we have the conversation, I think it's important that I also say, in no way am I an expert, right? In no way am I an expert. I'm more of somebody who is just. Let's use the word woke, right? Woke enough to know that I have so much to learn, right? At the same point, when you're responding to things that you might find to be from a fan base in particular as as racist or something, I feel like educating is always a better approach than like directly trying to, if you want to use the word cancel or if you want to use the word, what do they call it when people do more likes or they do a bunch of responses and there's no uh, yeah, ratio. Ratio. So you're just like, I, I'm going to straight up ratio you, bro. No, why don't you try to like educate the person on what they're doing? Because if you don't educate them with, with absence of information, you make stories, right? So these people, I, I just feel like you got to, you got to provide the info. You got to educate them on what they might be doing wrong or what they might yeah. be missing. And then you move on. It, and, like, and that's that's on us. Like the onus is on exactly. us. The people who have put in the work and understand when you have a bunch of people saying, like, for example, a bunch of visiting people coming in, players coming in and saying, "Hey, here are some things that like legitimately happened to me while I was in Boston, like playing baseball yeah. in Boston," and the educating the people who got really defensive about that shit and being like, "That's not everybody, though." Well, okay. Yeah. It's obviously it's not everybody, but that's still not okay. You gotta if you see that you gotta call it out and say, "Hey, this is fucking stupid. Stop doing this." And educate the people who are getting defensive about that about why they shouldn't get defensive and instead become a positive force in in expunging that from our families. For sure. Yeah. 
and I know that I sound borderline hypocritical because I just told Leafs fans that they constantly, constantly are annoying and they do this thing about always saying that they're the best team. It's because they are like that. Like that is one of the only fan bases that is so constantly. So look, I will admit that every fan base has its flaws, right? The Bruins fans are brutal. Bruins fans push more talent out than keep them in, right? It's it's almost like you think about like, you think about, I don't know. Let's think about some players that left probably because of it. Um, Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton's one of them. Dougie Hamilton's one of them, right? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if – okay, I don't want to read too much into this because I want to be sensitive for this, but I know that Tim Thomas was very open about the fact that he didn't care to be as much in the spotlight because of anxiety and so on. And I wonder if being in sort of an environment like Boston, whereas some, something like Arizona, which is much more fly under the radar, you just go and you play hockey, you go to the restaurant, maybe not a whole lot of people know you, right? Or Florida, maybe. where you wound up, too. Yeah, that too. Florida. Yeah, Florida. That was for a second. Yeah, that's that was brief. Traditional, but... <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, no. Now that, no, you meant for a second, like, uh, Second wise, that meant a second round pick. I think it was a third round pick or a fourth round pick or something. I meant I think for a literal second. Second, yeah, yeah, like he was there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, but to, to answer your question, though, I think it, I think it is that the the biggest, my biggest issue with Bruins fans is the calling players soft, like thinking a player like yeah. David Krejci just because he doesn't crush dudes into the boards is not a is worthwhile injured. player, yeah. or Somebody like Andre Kasha, who in his limited time has driven play and has been one of the biggest opportunity-creating players on the ice, and simply because he's been injured is not worthy of being on the team or is just garbage and needs to be, you know, shown the door. Yeah, and that, that, that shit pisses me off because it's like, all right, then, like, you take the ice and you try not to get hurt and yeah. you try to go and hit some fucking 6'3 dude, 200 pounds. Like, <laughs> I, I think there is something to it with Kasha, who is is kind of a guy who, I, I wouldn't say skates with his head down, but he does get, like, really aggressive in terms of, like, trying to make a play where maybe you should think about himself first. And I think that's something that, Bruins fans should appreciate rather than denigrate where it's a guy who's willing to make a play and, and not worry about his health where I think he should probably be worrying about his health at this point. I don't, you know, at the end of the day though, when I really think about it, I, I guess I don't blame a lot of them because when you go to the nitty gritty, let, I mean, take it back 50 years, right? Take it back, take it back 30 years, 40 years. It's it's within the Bruins culture, and it's almost within this this Bruins this organization's foundation to play that way. It was always the big bad Bruins. It was always and so what we're looking at here after you know Claude Julian leaves, you get Bruce Cassidy, which Claude Julian was of course much more defensively minded. Now we're going into something where okay, Bruce Cassidy focuses on defense trying to transition into offense the game is a little bit more offensive it is a pretty significant cultural shift and i think you guys would probably agree it happened pretty quickly right the culture shift from enforcers to enforcers being eradicated and really focusing on finesse that happened like within 10 years and that's not a whole lot of time when you consider the game was played pretty pretty much the same for the last 75 80 90 years so you've got all these old time bruins fans anybody from the age of 
40 and on who aren't used to this type of hockey. So they're still trying to learn. And I guess if, if I got to play devil's advocate, we as younger fans who, for the most part, this is what we know, probably have to be a little bit patient and again, maybe educate them. I don't know. They can be really friggin' annoying. Like there's something about, yeah. I can deal with stubborn young people, but stubborn old people, I don't got the patience for that. Cause they're not going to change. No, they're too old to change. Yeah. When, yeah. when it comes to hockey though, like I can kind of see the perspective, like, yeah, what they know though is physicality can win championships and all that. Yeah. So I kind of understand that as well. Um, it, and even younger people, like w- when it comes to that, like I understand that's been the view on hockey for a long, long time. It's one of the toughest sports. There's fucking fighting in the sport. <laughs> and you look, you look back in history, a lot of ice the, fighting, ice fighting. <laughs> it sounds like an Olympic sport. They should do that. <laughs> hockey fights is an Olympic it's, sport. Are you kidding me? That would kill. Uh, honestly, it's fucking insane if you think about it. It is bare knuckle boxing on yeah. blades on ice blades and it's legal well no it's not legal it's a penalty but you know it's not it's a, a it's legal it's in a year like, suspended it's, it's yeah, very it's, legal it's very you don't get arrested for it yeah, there, there's there's literally a penalty in place in the rule book for it therefore making it acceptable <laughs> yeah i was i was watching again just last night uh the fight with kevin miller and uh and Travis Moen, I think this must have been back in, oh gosh, maybe 2016, something like that, 2015. And they just dropped the gloves. It was after a nasty hit. And Kevin Miller goes up and they drop the gloves. Kevin just goes and throws a right, knocks Moen down to the ground, lifts him back up, starts punching some more. Then Moen drops him. His uh, Miller's knees buckle, which, okay, maybe one knee if we're going to go with that. Sorry, Miller. I didn't mean to chirp you there. He drops down. He gets back up, punches, <laughs> punches Moen in the face again, drops Moen. And I'm over here like, this is wild because everybody's just standing here watching this. Like if this happened out in the streets, like literally, you know, a thousand feet outside of the arena. That's that's like an arrest. <laughs> you know what I mean? But inside these walls, it's like totally encouraged. It's just so Ooh. crazy. Good, good question, though. Uh, oh, go ahead, Drew. Oh, I was going to circle back w- way earlier when we were talking about the Habs. So, like, I'll, if you um, have something that's more let's relevant. Get, let's get one thing in first. I, like, yeah. Do you, off the top of your head, have a favorite fight, like Bruins fight? Mm-hmm. I, I can go first while you guys think. Actually, I, this like, will circle back into my answer, so go for it. It's it's pretty uh, cut and dry for me. It, I forget exactly what year it was. I think it was 2012 or 2013. Um there was a an Adam McQuaid Rafi Torres fight. Uh, Andrew Ferenc was going to the corner. Torres came up with an elbow like right oh. to the head, yep. and like without even hesitating. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Hasbrook, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Cam Hasbrook. So uh, we're talking about uh, favorite fights um, without without <laughs> even hesitating. Favorite fights is Drew trying to get me to get on this podcast right now. Sick. Uh, w- without even hesitating, uh, Adam McQuaid went to the corner, literally just boarded Rafi Torres, and then like picked him up and just beat the absolute shit out of him. And it was uh, that. That's a, an example of to me like a f- fighting in hockey that absolutely belongs. Like if if you're not going to defend somebody who like. Rafi Torres, just like notorious asshole, like on the level of Matt Cook, where just like this guy just doesn't belong in hockey. And like any little thing he does to endanger your teammate 
better be Chuck and Knox. Um, and that fight, like, I'll watch that, like, once or twice a year. That shit. Check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Free pump up. Love to see that. Before I give my answer, Cam, where the fuck are you? You're in a mask, but, like, you also look like one of the, uh, like, the fucking Black Plague with the Cam. big nose thing because of Cam, your mask. You look, you look like you tried to drink coffee through your mask. Yeah, I think I spilled some. some. I don't really know what happened there, but tough go. Um, I do have an answer. My my favorite fight is the one that I'm going to have with Nick if he doesn't tell us where the fucking tree is in Portland. So, <laughs> there yet. Well, you still haven't told us where you are right now. I am I am at Channel 13, which oh, I need to go. continue going, oh, you're to, going to do my job. Because my, my no, you were like in a like in a doctor's know, yeah. office. Like, is that your no, office? No, Just this little yeah. fucking corner. So, uh, hey, Godin, you're the only one that's getting it around there. So make sure you tune into uh, CBS 13 News at 11. We've got some some good stuff. 11 o'clock. I'll, I'll make sure I'm up for that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you uh, gentlemen, have a great show. Uh, love you, Cam. Thanks, <laughs> Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I randomly I'm, I'm sent not, him the I'm, link. It was like, just do it. Just, there's just no way I'm staying up for that. Incredible stuff. Absolutely no way I'm staying up for the eleven o'clock news. Two, two like back to back episodes of just like very random droppings and dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, my favorite fight. It actually doesn't tie into um what I was going to okay, say about the Habs, but it was uh Matt Matt Cook versus Sean Thornton. The game after um that Mark Savard got hit by Matt Cook uh, and therefore concussed and honestly just derailed his career from there, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I love, I love that fight just because, just because like, it wasn't like a great hockey fight, but just at the end, while Matt Cook was on the ground, Sean Thornton got like two more quick punches in. And I know that's kind of against the code once you get the man down, but because of the circumstances of it, I was totally in support of it. I was totally like, Oh yeah, Sean, he's got like, three punches in on the actual fight you needed a few more to justify he later did the same thing to brooks Orpic, and it was a much bigger deal oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a bad i remember that I, you know what in all fairness i don't know if it was necessary uh be, because i don't think so w- w- okay correct me if i'm wrong but when sean thornton and matt Cook fought they fought like they were going at it but when brooks Orpic. And Sean gloves. Thornton had the situation. Gloves. gloves still on. Orpik didn't even really look like he was going to fight. Dropped to the ground, well, punched to the was, face. That was the thing about Brooks Orpik is that he was yeah. a dirty player who never sure. fought. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to defend what Sean Thornton did. Total ever, accident, though. But like, I, I – Well, okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> You're not an accident. <laughs> totally, totally not. Did, did Sean Thornton think he was going to knock him out unconscious? Doubtful. Oh. No, absolutely, but like, yeah, you should never punch somebody <laughs> with your gloves on who is turtling. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was the thing, like, especially at that time, is like, if, if you are going to play yeah. dirty hockey, like, you better be able to stick up for yourself, and Brooks Orpik was never that kind of player. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't respect the guy, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't knock a guy out just because of that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's taking advantage. Like so, you you got to do it when the time is right, and that just wasn't the right time. So mm-hmm. like you deserved it, but you know you can't. Yeah, I mean that's that's also like yeah, you find a time in the flow of play to, right. to take him out like with a hit, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean that, that that was the most frustrating thing. And I, and I was so happy when uh, when PK Subban got traded because I didn't have to pretend to hate him anymore. Um, 
dude was so frustrating because he would he would hip check and he would take some cheap shots and you could never hit him because yeah. he would always he's just he's too good of a skater and you would just skate out of the way you would do some spin it's kind moves. of similar to marshawn in that way marshawn is able to dodge a lot of hits because Mar- of how he skates <laughs> marshy uh sometimes in a in a legal way with like submarine guys yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i i love so i love some of the like the vancouver brawls like oh, the game dude. after or uh, that like they met for the rematch the follow i will say the objectively hilarious glove on punching uh i believe it was henrik sedin uh with oh Marsh, Marsh. Right. <laughs> just like what <laughs> I think that was uh, – I can't remember if that was during the cup final, the cup Those, runner, if it was – in the cup was, final. Well, the one that, that Drew, you're referring to where he, he sort of did the – Yeah, I yeah, did the bridge on Sammy Salo, or was that yeah. during 2011? Was that 2012? I think that was – he did one during the playoff yeah. series, but that one was after that was – Because I remember what? There, there was a full-on brawl yeah. in when they played in 2012. Everybody, everybody called – Marshan's so dirty when Sammy Salo's coming from the red line, sprinting over to Marshan. What's he supposed to do? Stand there up against the boards and take the hit? No, I'm bending over too. If you're going to sprint from the red line and the whistle's already been blown, like what are you supposed to do? The play's not even happening right now. Bend over, fly the guy over, try to flip him over the glass. I want to see him hanging from the netting in the back of the goal. My, my, my favorite part. I don't know if it was that one or another one when he submarined, but he instantly dropped his gloves, rolled oh, yeah. up his sleeves, yep. and prepared. No, it was, for it was that. That one. was the he most was badass, badass thing I have ever seen on a hockey rig. Was that? That was dope. He knew what he was doing, and he was ready to get pounced on. I just, I, I honestly miss how much I hated that Vancouver team. Uh, mm. That was, I remember like for two years, I hated that Vancouver team more than I hated the Yankees. And I have hated the Yankees my entire life. Yeah. And I did not give a shit about the Vancouver Canucks until that series in 2011. And I mean, they're so likable uh, now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, debatable on likable. I, I like their fans and I like, uh, I mean, I like the broadcast. I like all the, like, yeah the Twitter personalities that are, that are on that team. I think they would be more likable if they were good. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about, they're so young. Right. And then you've got so many, I don't know. I don't want to say like good people cause I don't know them. Right. But like, what's, what's Elias Pettersson ever done. Right. What's Brock Besser yeah. ever done. What's, you know, what's, um, Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Quinn Hughes done, you know, yep. um, they've got That's a lot of good Demko. talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, then you think back on some of those guys that you hated and, you think about the Sedins, and you you just you knew you were gonna hate them just by looking at them. They just annoyed you by looking at them, and then you they think about Burroughs. Yeah, exactly. It's like I can't figure out who is who. Um, and then like Burroughs, man, who is now? Wait, who's he coaching for? Well, he is was, it New Jersey? No, Buffalo. He was, no, he was in Florida for a couple of years, right? And then, yeah, he just got a new coaching gig. I'm gonna look that. Oh, one it was uh, it was Ottawa. I think. Oh, it was, it was Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't know if that was his coaching gig, but that's where he. Because I remember Eugene Melnick uh, had like the insane quote. I, this is up there with. Uh, I'll read. I'll read my top two right now. So the Eugene Melnick quote that was like when he traded for Alex Burrows, and he was like, "Yeah, all the players are coming in like hug, giving me hugs, like big, big old hugs," because they were like, "We need thirty-seven-year-old Alex Burrows who scores three goals this year on our roster." 
And then the other one is, I forget who the GM was, but it was the whoever the GM in Minnesota was or is. I don't know if it's the same person right now. Um, but when they signed uh, Matt Zuccarello, they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just the kind of guy who's... Uh, I remember that. He's got that like lizard tongue where he just like goes out and like snaps things. I'm just like, what, what, what are you talking about, man? It's... Um... It's by the way, it's Montreal. That's where Burroughs is now. Perfect. Of all places. He's the That's new where assistant. I want. New assistant coach. Yeah. Yeah. I want uh I want Andrew Ferentz back so we can just have I wanna have him on the pod is what I wanna do. I would love to have him. He's he's like a co owner of a brewery now. He has like steak in a brewery. Dude has uh dude Perfect. has politics that are similar to ours and uh Oh my god, has... I just spilled beer, but <laughs> actually fun fact about uh uh Ference. He uh he one time tweeted me and Kanye West. It was Ference, me and Kanye West, and he tweeted us and said, Do you like fish sticks, Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not joking. I hope that I did I'm, I'm sure it's still out there if you look it up. Yeah, I'll never I'll never live that down. Incredible stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. respond? I, I, I guess dude, he dressed Kanye, but you were added in it. So like. Yeah, I don't know how I how I got there. I'll have to look that up. I was so young. I had no reason to be in that. In yeah, that so thread with them. I'm not a huge South Park guy, but objectively hilarious that they made that joke and it got to him so much that he wrote about it on his like objectively best album. Um, incredible stuff by Trey Parker and Matt Oh, one, the thing about Montreal that I had for a while. Uh, kept... Yeah, let's circle back. <laughs> so there's uh, I don't know if you guys, oh, what the fuck is the fucking the fuck? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we, we know. The YouTube channel, it's sports. Uh, oh, SB Nation does it. Um, they do sports, uh, or sorry, beef history is like the name of the beef history. Yeah. So they cover beef between players and recently they've been doing more like teams beef and they've started to slowly do some more hockey ones. And they have, they had one that was the Habs and the Red Wings was one of their first ones. Or sorry, not the Habs and the the Avs, the Avalanche and the Red Wings was one of their first, but they recently like literally a week or two ago did one on Bruin tabs and it's uh it's pretty good. It's like it's 18 minutes, and they even said in it like if oh it was done 10 months ago. Where have you been? All right, but anyway, uh, they said like we'd need 18 hours to really cover the full the full uh, <laughs> rivalry. But they covered where it was basically 2011 onward. Maybe it was more like 2009 onward when it was for a while there. It was really heated and they had the playoff matchups and everything. And that's where the Tim Thomas Carey Price fight was. And they covered a big chunk of that game where all those fights were happening. Uh, but it's really, they, it's always really well done with that stuff. They have a uh, one on Cam Neely and I fucking forget his name. Was it Samuelson who like took out his knee, which kind of brought oh, him towards the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah, so Scumbag. um yeah, they have one on that too. It's very it, it's very well done. They use like newspaper clippings to like show quotes from that, quotes from players. It's all it's all very, very well done. But yeah, very entertaining thing I found at like fucking two AM last night. <laughs> so yeah, Good just job, man. about that. 
Yeah, hey, shouts to that. I'm glad we circled back. Hey, SB Nation, uh, are you hiring? I am going to graduate with a media and communications degree with a focus in journalism. So, yeah. Hey, Drew, should we show the camera what we're wearing? I mean, like, oh, we're not wearing the same thing, but. Hey. hey. Nice. I've got hey. a Portland Nutritional Company t shirt on. <laughs> oh, free ads, free ads. I'm sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> no free ads. Uh, well, I just. I just DM'd you guys the tweets, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and, just, yeah brutal. We'll just, and, just have uh, PNC uh, Venmo us for the ad. Yeah, I can uh, do my best there. Um, no, Andrew Ference. So this is this is what's crazy. <laughs> I forgot that he tagged Tyler Sagan in it, too. <laughs> and at, South Park. At Flying or at South Park, at Tyler Sagan, at Kanye. Something there ain't the same, right? Do you like fish sticks? And then the next tweet after that, at me in South Park, I am picturing Kanye reading that fish sticks tweet and actually being mad as hell. Hashtag <laughs> life the, imitates art. The, the tweet yeah. above the do you like fish chicks, it says the, the tweet is unavailable. Was it deleted or am I, I blocked by so, Kanye? So, that's, so that was me, right? And um, I wiped my 13-year-old tweets because, oh my God, were those brutal. And so I think I tweeted at at Andrew Ference, and he must have responded. And I don't know if you thought it was funny or something, but it was funny enough to bring in Tyler Sagan, South Park, Kanye West. Yeah, <laughs> it's just wild. So wild. I got a tweet. Pretty, pretty funny, though, that, like, so uh, the only reply I see is somebody who uh, follows me and I follow, apparently. Um, shouts to Megan Catherine. Um, saying how are more people not retweeting this it's pure genius hi kanye west uh two retweets on that andrew ferris tweet <laughs> <laughs> should i go retweet it right now i think i'm, um, yeah, I'm thinking about it. retweeting it myself yeah yeah i'm gonna retweet it you'll like it should i we should comment like hey talked about this tweet on the brews and Bruins podcast want to come on sometime <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like 2013. What he, the hell? He actually, he actually added me at what? Well, I added him with an article that, like, right after he retired, I did one for the hockeywriters.com, and it was uh, his top five Bruins moments. And I tweeted, you know, like at whatever is that for Knuckle? Actually, one of the better ats out there on Twitter. Um, it was like at for Knuckles best Bruins moments. And then he like commented, "Thanks, man." And that was the <clears throat> whenever he retired, I. What was that, like five, four years ago or something? Uh, anyway, my, my mom, being the mom that she is of an only child, took a screenshot of him replying to it uh, and then printed it out and put it on, like, my fridge. And it was on my fridge for a while that the fucking Andrew parents responded to my tweet. And I was like, this is unnecessary, but all right. So I'm constantly reminded of that being a thing. I've never told this story before, and so this Ooh, one's exclusive content. This one's it's not. It might not even be that good, but it's just such a bizarre one. And and I think that you guys, it will be so bizarre knowing that it's about Jack Edwards of all people. You'll probably believe it. So I uh, I was sitting down on my couch, and I realized that I had just sat on my stepdad's uh, glasses. And so I don't know. Again, young kid felt like I had to tweet about everything, so I tweeted. Oh my gosh! I just I just sat on my stepdad's sunglasses. I feel terrible, and all of a sudden I get a ping in my in my phone. I take a look at it and it says DM from Jack Edwards. I'm like what? And I open up the DM and it's from Jack Edwards, and he says, 
well, run like hell and run fast. You won't be able to see you for long. And I'm like, what the hell is – I'm like, how am I just getting DMs from Jack Edwards? I realize he's followed me for, for about 10 years now. No, holy shit. Yeah, Jack Edwards has followed me for 10 years. Yeah, and he, he used to reach out. Uh, actually, another fun fact, when Tim Thomas um, retired, guess who broke the news to Jack Edwards? You. Me. It was me. Wow. It was me. He sent me a message and said, who's your source? I said, Joe McDonald. It's not me. I said, it's Joe mm. McDonald. And I, I won't go into more depth as to what Jack said after that. But, yeah, it was kind of cool. We've, we've, we've chatted a bit. That's yeah, awesome. My, my ex-girlfriend's dad is like pen pals with Jack. <laughs> they back and forth. <laughs> it's very funny. That's, I think it's a very Jack Edwards thing. It must be. Pal. He probably has a lot of pen pals. You should talk to your was it your ex-girlfriend's dad or your friend's dad, you said? What did you say? What's the relation? Sounds difficult to do. <laughs> what was your relation? What did you say? It was, it was my ex-girlfriend's dad, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's a bit hard to do. But, you know, just like, hey, man, be aware. I think he has some other pet pals out there. I mean, he talks to my friend Nick Godin on Twitter all reach the out, time. So. Reach, out, reach out to your ex-girlfriend <laughs> and say, hey, can I talk to your dad? See if I can get Jack Edwards on the pod. I feel like that would be less <laughs> awkward than you would think. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you should uh, ask him for us. Yeah. In the on office. that note... <laughs> Like we should wrap up. Yeah, Friday episode get a little long. <laughs> We're almost in an hour. Uh, these are supposed to be twenty to twenty 45 to forty minutes. minutes. <laughs> uh, as always, we've run over. But yeah, uh, Nick, thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me. It's been a while. It's good to see your face. Good to, yeah. good to see your hair. Yeah, uh, to nothing to look at. It's a problem, <laughs> but you know, it's a lot to uh, look at. That's Drew, <laughs> wish I could say the same. Yeah, I know. I cut my hair. Yeah, you do. Uh, I was going to say, man, you actually so, look great. I oh, like that. actually, I did want to say on the vaccine front, I also wasn't, I, I, I was like thinking at the beginning of the show to ask you about your vaccine experience, Chris. I guess we can wrap up with that. But I, it, now in Massachusetts, if you're a restaurant or a supermarket worker, you're eligible. And not because of that, but that's a bonus. I started working at a restaurant yesterday because uh, I need some dough. And this podcast didn't take off like I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got that and I'm eligible now. So I'm curious as the Just, both of you have gotten some some vaccination in you. Yeah. How, what's that experience like? And And you can rig the system by getting a job at a restaurant. Well, yeah, it, it also helps to work for, uh, be like a, what is called mission critical worker at a, a military facility. Um, yeah, I had to wait in line. For- <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's, uh, my story that is just like be slowly clicked. Like a lot life. less cool. Yeah, that was amazing. I'll <laughs> never be that cool in my life. That was awesome. <laughs> That's great. I have to, I have to wait in line. <laughs> the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. James Bond, man. That was what was it? Mission Matt, critic. I'll listen back and name Matt Damon <laughs> and uh, the Born Ultimatum. That was intense. Yeah, I don't, don't want to blow up my spot with my, my employer. <laughs> Add it to your Twitter bio. Yeah, I, just, I really, I really don't want anybody I work for listening to this podcast. But um, yeah, so I, I had to go wait in line at the uh, movie theater at. Uh, my military, my local Navy base for four hours uh, today. Wow. And 
Yeah, I forgot to eat breakfast. So Drew was earlier asking about side effects, and I was gonna say like I, I'm feeling side effects, but also unclear if that's uh, because I didn't eat or drink anything before going and waiting in line for four hours, or because you know uh, actual Koei shot. But it's a uh, first dose, so I assume it's mostly just uh, having really poorly planned this morning. Yeah, I'm no doctor, right? But I mean, what they told me is don't take any sort of Tylenol or anything beforehand because they don't want to thin your blood. So uh, mine was very simple. I got a job in healthcare, so I was immediately eligible. Of course, I was oh, so been you eligible. Right, yeah, cool. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so you know, it was pretty easy. I went to actually the local Hannaford's corporate office was doing it. I didn't have to wait in line. So I handed my my letter that I was proved that I work in healthcare. Walked in. Sits down. I'm by the way, I'm super scared of needles. I'm like not a needle guy at all. Get them away wow. from me. I don't want to look at them. And so she's, you know, starting to put it in. And she goes, Oh, I go, Yeah, that, you know, that's never something you want to hear <laughs> when you put a needle in. She's like, Ooh. And I'm like, What, what is, what does that mean? I'm not, guys, I'm not joking you. She said, She said, I don't even feel comfortable saying this, but she goes, Oh, you, you're a squirter. I go, excuse me. I go <laughs> Wait, so where the hell am I? Is this a side effect? Did you do it five minutes ago when I'm tripping? What's happening right now? And she's like, well, you just bled. I'm like, yeah, how about you say, oh, you bled instead of calling me a squirt. So I looked down. I was bleeding like crazy. She said, I'm her first bleeder. So I don't know. I guess I'm not good at that stuff. But either way, I'll never forget that. COVID uh, vaccine, unforgettable. So, so, we're, so we're, I guess, blood brothers because I, when I got shot today, uh, guys stuck me. And I was like, hell yeah, man, you know, because that's what I say. To <laughs> so <everybody>. badass. <laughs> I, I, I said, hell yeah, man. He was, like, pain, hell yeah. he was like, oh, he's like, oh, is that good? I was like, yeah, totally solid. And he's like, cool, but I am going to get you a Band-Aid. <laughs> he said it very dramatically. And I looked down and there's just like blood all over my arm. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't let that. Uh, dissuade you from getting the vaccine. No, it was Apparently, simple. Nick, no. Nick and I are just uh, bleeders. Um, uh, it was it was simple. It's just again, you know. Last thing I'll say: just take care of yourself, be healthy, right? And you're going to be fine. Your body, your body will react to everything better if you're you're healthy. So, um, a lot of people are saying take take a pain medication within an hour after you get your shot. Get ahead of that pain. Your arm's going to swell around night. It's totally normal. If you get a little sick, totally normal. But you know, it's it's going to help. It's going to help a lot of people. So let's get back. Let's get back to normal because I'd like to chug some beers yeah. in the lake in July. So. <laughs> So the the thing that uh, not to further extend this podcast, but the thing my my roommate uh, she got her first dose and was like uh, she's allergic. Well, I guess her mom's allergic to like flu vaccines, so she's never had a flu vaccine. Um, oh no! Surprised. I, I got my much, first like, flu vaccine this year. What well, was surprised at how much the like arm pain was at the first the first dose. So she like looked up a bunch of stuff to like mitigate that pain. It was like kind of icy hot roller um yeah. and i've been using that today and it's definitely been helping i feel feel pretty good right now yeah i read i read this or watched this video about how uh, youtube black hole how like people use google as like a doctor and like all these health professionals were talking about and they're kind of like yeah Sometimes that helps because then people are like, oh, they're not going to overreact and come in. But then some people overreact and come in and they're like, oh, my God, I have this rash. Do I have like insert fucking horrible disease that's going to kill them within like 20 days? <laughs> and they're like, nope, just a rash. 
put some lotion on it, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Use and that's, the end of the, and that's the end of the episode. There we go. Oh no, no, we have to sing happy birthday to Mel. Oh yeah. Oh, true. Happy birthday to you. We're out of sync. Cha cha cha. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday now. Happy birthday to you. There we go. That was that was a little fun joke.